Yo, this is Chaos with the Blacklisted Podcast. And if you like, you can follow us on Facebook at Blacklisted Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Blacklisted Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Blacklisted Pod. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send an email to blacklistedpodcast at gmail.com. And if you would be so kind to rate and review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you steal your free podcast. Fade to Black. What's going on, folks? I'm Ramon. And I'm Nick. And we are the hosts of the Garble Podcast. Podcast. Did we do that? Okay. Yeah, we did that. We did and that. you're listening to? The Blacklisted Podcast. Only on wherever it's available. I am the only man that can cure the world by speaking words. Black are the almighty. Blacker than a panther, blacker than Atlanta. Open like the story, dark background of Saturn. Mighty like the builders of the pyramids in Africa. Stronger than the Afro larger than Alabama. Deeper than your soul, blacker than a black Santa. Wild as Larry Davis is when he can give a damn. A fuck motion like a slave ship slicker than a ripping hope, getting dope slicker than a macro. Super fly, flyer than a super fly anthem. We are live again with the Blacklisted Podcast with a Blacklisted Special. On this special tonight, you will hear from the original two, the Midnight Syndicate, and that will be Nubius Black and Chaos, and we are going to discuss two main topics. First, the, re- the releases of 2021 of the WWE wrestlers, and we're, I'm going to try to get them as fast as I can and go all the way down to the recent ones that happened this week. Uh, looks like nobody's safe there in uh, old Titan land. And also after that, Chaos is going to introduce and we're going to talk about the latest Marvel fair, the Eternals. And uh, with that, we're going to start off with some of the wrestlers that were released. Uh, these are like from April 2000, early 2021. Uh, Wesley Blake. I don't know his real name, but we're going to just go by wrestling names. But he was teammate with uh, Steve Cutler. And it was kind of weird. They got rid of Steve Cutler as well, but the guy who was doing all those pro-Trump tweets, they kept Jackson Wright. And he's still, from all I know, is still on the payroll. And, again, they, they fired the talented, too, and they kept him. Not saying that he's not talented, but he's not that talented. It's problematic. So why keep the problem? But, again, Bo Dallas. Well, but then again, look, look who's... Look who's the head man in exactly. charge. Exactly. And look who he's friends with. So. And then, again, you're exactly right. And you got, you know, like, Vince McMahon now, every pop culture reference he knows is two to three years old. So, we'll get to that. So, Bo Dallas, that was the brother of Bray Wyatt. He was a former NXT champion. And he, former tag team tag champion. Team champion. Then he moves to the fucking main event roster and no. They found him. Team him with Curtis Axel. Kurt, and uh, Kurt Henning's son, Mr. Perfect's son. This shit writes itself. You got, you know, Mike Rotundo's sons and Kurt Henning's sons, third generation wrestlers, and they can't get over. Somehow they just can't get over. Uh, they got over. They just didn't get Then you got the former, but now the current Samurai Del Sol, Kalisto. He, they let him go. He was the heir apparent to Mystico, 
the heir apparent to Sin Cara, the heir apparent to Rey Mysterio, the heir apparent to Beanie Fire. Because he spoke with an accent. And you put a, a, a shorter man in the ring with giants, and you won't let him try to play. I mean, David and Goliath, the story is older than time, and you can't get that right. So he couldn't get over. Tucker Knight part with teamed up with Otis, who's yeah. still there yeah, as right. heavy machinery. Yeah, heavy machinery. As soon as they got over the NXT, you bring them. Again, you're going to hear this a lot. They get over in NXT, they go to the main event roster, you split them up, you let go one. And that's all I can say. I can't say nothing negative about Tucker Knight, because he wasn't there long enough to know anything about him. And And even though he, this wasn't a release... As one of the reasons, as far as this year, right now uh, Otis is teaming with half of a tag team that was split, split up, and a guy's no longer there uh, with uh, sure Chad Gable, yep. who, who's tag team with Jason Jordan, who's her angle son. Who it should have been Chad Gable. Exactly. Why is that so hard? Again, we don't know what we're talking about. You have Chelsea Green, who left Impact who left Ring of Honor, who went to NXT, made a little bit of rumblings before she even got her foot wet in NXT, had two failed debuts on the main event roster. She gets gets injured. Yeah. And then she makes a return. Another return, and then they they cut her her down. So now she left, as well as her fiancé, Matt Cordona, the former Zack Ryder. And Zack Ryder, y'all should learn Don't try to get over on yourself Because you will lose your job They should have learned a long time ago And then he lost his job Another one Mickey James One of the best female wrestlers ever Period They gave her her goofy characters That she made work And what did she do? She made the mistake She got over And then she got older which is a good thing, but again, the new that new edict before we went on air is that you had to be what twenty six is it twenty five and under? You're a female, it's 25. eighteen to twenty five, and males is twenty six to eighteen, 18 to and you got to be over six foot one. That's the new edict for being a WWE superstar. I mean, and they've always given her Mickey James. Stupid gimmick. gimmick. Remember they gave her the one gimmick that she farted on? Or was that? No, that was that was Natalia farting. Mickey was fat. One of Mickey James' first... uh, One of her first uh, gimmicks was she was... A stalker. A stalker of Trish Stratus. And then she wanted to be in a... Hot lesbian action. Yeah, relationship with her. And then she was Piggy James. And then why you needed that? You did her talent and her look alone sold tickets. Then, like you said, they made her fat. Mickey James fat. I just can't. Mickey James had a baby, and I didn't even look. She didn't even look like she was pregnant. But okay. But now, currently, Mickey James is the Impact Women's Champion. Yeah, and she runs uh, also the women's the division, NWA division, the and she's married to. Uh, uh, Alvis. Nick Alvis. Nick Alvis. So, good for her. Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. The former Iconics. Iconics! Which I thought was irritating, but that was their job. Yep. And they worked great together. 
Then you got, here you go again. We got over in NXT, went to the main event roster, were split up, and let go. And in that order. And I believe now they're the women's Impact Impact Champions. Good for them. Then you had, I don't even know if he counts, Samoa Joe got fired, then got rehired. But then, then he got then he got let go off got, TV. He got hired. I mean, he got fired, rehired, then sit down to NXT, won the title in a in a non wrestling role, but then won the title, but then, then got to get injured, the, then got to get the title back. Oh God! Talk about snake Then you got Steve Cutler again. Steve Cutler was from the uh, Forgotten Sons. Or yeah, perfect Sons. name for him. Who? And, you know, Jackson Riker is the one who is, like, bashing the Black Lives Matter movement and supporting Donald Trump. And he has every right to do all that. But the other wrestlers have the right to rebut him. So his own tag team partners rebutted him. And they got fired, but he got to stay. For the reasons you said. Vince is friends with people in high places. Lars Sullivan. Enough said. He never amounted to anything. Wouldn't amount to nothing. And he basically self sabotaged himself on a on a main rock his main roster baby self. This is one of these stories where you go, uh, I don't call him trash, but that expression is one man's trash is another man's treasure. Undrive. And here we go again. NXT champion, main eventer, good looking, great wrestler, cuts a mean promo, speaks Spanish. And that was his downfall. All of the above. And he's dating fucking Charlotte Flair. When he was La Sombra, he was a top star in every promotion he was in. Went to NXT. They made him take the mask off. And I didn't think he was going to work. And it worked fine. He made it work. Made it work. Worked fine. And what what did he get for his troubles? They didn't book him worth shit. They treated him like crap. They didn't give him a mouthpiece since you said he couldn't speak English. Give him a mouthpiece. I wonder who would have pulled out. Somebody should try that. Oh yeah, they did. And he's still and he's over even more now. Oh and listen. Oh yeah, and AEW. What bring up whether whether they're doing anything or not? Yeah, he's in AEW and he's killing it. Yep. But there's only one title. You know that that matters. So, uh, not that the other matters. Titles don't matter, but. You got people online going, we need more titles in AEW. No, no you don't. Stop watering them down. And I called call people out. I remember listening to the Ross report, and Jim Ross was like, I hear Andrade wants to leave WWE. I think it's a bad idea because he needs to be glad he's getting a paycheck. I never forget when he, and I was like, dude, I totally disagree. If that's your fucking way of making a living, you just show up and you're just glad to get a paycheck and be treated like shit, that's you. This guy's an artist. He wants to do his art. And why would he want to be where he's not appreciated? Right? It's what? So everybody's just, you're basically saying million dollar man. Everybody's got a price. Well, apparently Vince didn't have Andrade's price and he left. And then I remember in that same podcast, Jim Ross said something to the effect of, well, I never have really seen his work and I think he needs to uh, expand his repertoire and get better. You just said you didn't see his work, so how do you know, you know what he needs to expand? expand? And now you're kissing his ass because you're working in AEW. I hate to say it, but that's a fact. Yeah. And, 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 and the fact of, you need more titles. Well, 
Hey, one of the best federations out there. I feel they have too many single titles in this New Japan. Yep. They got what, like five, six, five, seven six single titles? So then we got Jessamyn Duke, who never made the uh, main event roster. She was the tall, edge-looking chick that was in NXT. Yeah, she was part of four or three. Santana Garrett. She uh, now she's it also in AEW. You know she got to start at the bottom, but she got released, and her dad was a wrestler. So uh, Ruby Soho, former Ruby Riot. It's good to see some of these people landing. Some of these people deserve the spots yeah. they're getting, and she's one of them. So it's just insanity. She's, yeah, she's already been infused with the women's champion in the AEW. So right. She, and she's just being just spotlighted. Being, being on, she's being spotlighted. More than she ever was for all those years in, in WWE. CJ Perry, Lana, who owns that name, by the way, she got released. She's Miro's hut wife, so I would not be surprised because he keeps bringing up his woman. His hot wife. And his god. So I would like to see them pair it up again, and I don't want to see her wrestle because no. she's better as the evil mouthpiece or the arrogant mouthpiece. Uh, Buddy Ma- Buddy Murphy, the, the, this guy. You mean to tell me you don't could... call me Murphy Murphy? And he also used to team with the first person we actually mentioned in the beginning, Wesley Blake. Wesley Blake. Yep. It was Wesley Blake and Buddy Murphy. Weren't they the mechanics? No, they weren't the mechanics. They were um, something else, but they were the Alexa Bliss were their manager. Right. Manager down the the Buddy Murphy and Alexa Bliss were dating at the time. They used to date, yeah. The mechanics were revived. Who's now FTR. Yep, yep. Because they used to wear like overhauls and shit. It was stupid. Malachi Black. No. How can you <laughs> fuck that up? You got an aging, retiring Undertaker. You couldn't do a story where this Undertaker passed the baton to Malachi Black to be the next Dark Lord. Formerly, uh, formerly uh, Alistair Black now. Nope. Malachi Black. We just, we just made that up. I'm moving fast because my phone's about to die. <laughs> yeah. uh, Adam Shear. You may know him as Braun Strowman. When I say anybody is fucking on the chopping block, he's living proof because he screams Vince McMahon. Six foot eight, 285 pounds, full of muscle. Everything that Monster Mun men, whatever, get these hands. You better get this paste up and leave because they cut him. He didn't see it coming. And another guy who was in NXT for a blink of an eye, who was a rosebud. He was discovered being a rosebud. Yeah. And then they turned him into, they built him. So it's not that hard. And, uh, I don't remember Everrise. Who's Everrise? Oh, Everrise, they're, um... Are they 2.0? They're, yeah, they're in, um... In, in a state with, uh... 2.0, yeah. Yeah, they're 2.0, right? Chase Parker and, and Matt Martell, they changed the names. But they're gone. Uh, Davari's brother, Aria Davari, he's gone. Yeah, he was, about, I believe he was either on uh, 205 Live. So some of these people I haven't really seen the actual regular TV. What's his name? The perfect athlete, Tony Nese. How do you uh, not know what to do with Tony Nese? Uh, yeah, Anthony Nese, which I believe I saw the him AEW. in crowd of AEW. Yep. Go figure. I don't understand it. Arturo Ruiz, he's gone. He just made like occasional appearances in NXT. Yeah, he was in NXT. Uh... 
Curtis, you know, Hussy, formerly known as Fandango, he made that stupid gimmick work. Mm-hmm. He he got he won he beat his Jericho in WrestleMania and had a theme song that people fucking used to. How do you you can't photo bomb a, a group, but you can theme song bomb a, a show because that's what they did. And they got rid of him and Tyler Breeze. Yep. And what was his dream? To be on WWE main event roster. He should have just kept his ass in NXT. Yep. I mean, hell, when he was down at NXT, Tyler Breeze fought. Shouldn't have done that liar. And that was probably the biggest match of his career. In WWE or probably even actual career. And then the Bollywood boys. The Bollywood uh, boys, right? The Bollywood boys, yeah. Yep. Two nice Indian boys from Canada. Cut. Marina Shafir, she was another one of those. She was married to Roger Stone. Roger Stone. And but she probably made the mistake of getting pregnant. Well, how dare you? Not and, and not my words, but yeah, she happened to get pregnant. And sometimes I don't think that's like that. Nope, unless she got red hair. And you're the man. Anthony Green. I've never seen Anthony Green, but... He was a, a 205 live guy too, and he let him go. Yeah, there's a lot of people I don't know. Austin Gray, never heard of him. He's gone though, he got fired on June 25th. Along with Kurt Stallion, never heard of him either. I believe those were, most of these are probably the developmental. Right. But this guy in developmental, we've seen him work. Big Domo. Oh, yeah. Killian Dane. Great, hairy, big, beastie man. Let him go. Right after he gets married. Gets married to somebody that's currently still on the roster. Wait, no, no. She's still on the roster? No, 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 no. He didn't know. She wasn't married to him. It was, uh, at least who I was thinking of, it was, uh, Sarah Logan got married to Sarah Logan was married one to one of the war That's what I was. That's what I was thinking about. But Killian Dane is married, Dane to, is married to, to Nikki Hilda. Cross. Nikki Cross, right? Or Nikki Ash. I'm surprised she's still. Bray Wyatt. I say no one is safe. Hottest, hottest gimmick seller since John Cena. He 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 went from Husky Harris. Bray Wyatt to the fiend. To the fiend. And he always kept trying to re- recreate himself, and but he also be kept getting dealt the wrong, the raw head of the deal. I mean, all the time. Feed him to Cena, lose. lose. Feed him to Orton, lose. Feed him to take Get him, lose. I mean, just so. feed him as like, and he used to go like he was the eater of worlds. Yet people were eating him. Yep. Ric Flair. Enough said. Yeah. <laughs> So those, and, and Rick was the one of the big ones that got fired August 3rd. So the following wrestlers are, are very new. Giant Zandier. He was, they hired him because they wanted to put an NXT India together. Didn't yeah, work. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing right now that it's Because not. India's like, we're not working with you because you're working with Saudi Arabia. Yep. Asher Hale, never heard of him. Z- Zerakiah Smith, Desmond Troy, Ari Sterling. Jack Atlas, they fired him because he wanted to take off because he was having mental issues. Yeah, so there's a lot of these are uh, performance people, but me. But Jack Atlas went to the main event roster for a fucking cup of coffee, and that's when he said, I can't take it, I need help. Yeah. So the person helping him is firing him. Yeah, yeah let's see. The last person I remember that wanted to be taken off of TV for mental health was Mauro Ronaldo. Yep. 
<laughs> and he said, fuck it, I quit. Uh, Steven Smith, Leon Ruff, who they were pushing hard. Black brother in NXT. Yeah. Kona Reeves, one of the Rock's cousins. Yep. No one's safe, I tell you. Tyler Rust. We'll get a to member the of, later. Uh, Roderick Strong's Diamond Mine, which was a joke. Him coming out of the uh, Undisputed Era. Yeah. Tyler Rust, gone. Mercedes Martinez, who we knew for years, yeah. finally made it to the big show and never made it to the big show. Yeah, she was... Actually, she she made it to the main event roster under mask and then said, nope, I'm going back down to NXT because she was part of Retribution. And then they let her go. Bronson Reed, NXT United States Champion, big man from da- uh, down under, gone. Why? They didn't give no budget cuts. That's you're gonna hear that a lot too. Yeah, cleaning houses and Bobby Fish, founder of the uh, Undisputed Era and Red Dragon. Everybody likes Bobby Fish. He's in, in he's in uh, AEW now, killing it. Of course, you got people saying, "Why ain't Bobby Fish winning every match?" Everybody can't win every Everybody match. Everybody can't win every match. Some people gotta lose. Bobby Fish is a good hand, so he's really good. Then now we're getting to the nitty gritty. <sighs> Scarlett Boudreaux, who was with her fiance from, from back in Global Force Wrestling when Jeff Jarrett started that craziness, nah. went to Impact with her. Then went to NXT with her. But yeah, and then they got over. Well, first of all, she got over big time in uh, in Impact as the the smoke show. The smoke show. Scarlett Boudreaux. Then, yeah, yeah, they get sent to... Then she goes with her husband to NXT. They kill it split, in NXT. Split them up after they kill it in NXT. He wins the title. The cursed title. Mm-hmm. Gets sent to the main event roster. Gets they squashed the first time he's there. Why he's still champion. Why he's champion and he gets squashed against the guy that they're jobbing out. Jeff Hardy. And makes matters worse. They don't even call up his wife to accompany him, nope. and never did. So, and then that, that's they, like jumping the gun. But yeah, Karrion Cross and Scarlett Boudreaux are both gone. And then he loses his title, gets put up on the main roster permanently in a dumb S and M gear-looking demolition gimmick. ripoff costume. And then he basically just gets squashed the whole time, and he's gone. Frankie Monet. The former Ty Valkyrie married to John Morrison. John Morrison, which. So you took a woman who was built as an Amazon, named Valkyrie from the women of Norse mythology, and you try to make her a supermodel? How is that supposed to work? No offense to her. She's built better than any man. She's Jack. Keep that. Now you're going to give her a puppy, and all of a sudden she's a supermodel, or a fashion model, or whatever the fuck, and it just didn't work. And it was never going to work in the main event roster, and thank God for her, it never got taken that far. It got rid of her. Oni Lorcan, who I thought was British for some reason, but no. No, he's American. He's, he's American, but um, he was a good hand. Yeah, because they teamed him up with that British dude. Yeah, it was uh, Danny Birch. Yep, Danny Birch. They were great together. And this right here just kills me. You find a girl who's athletic, she's young, she's black, she she checks all the boxes. You put her in a group, of course, because only group black people can be in is gangs. You put her in Hit Row, call her B-Fab, 
She ain't in NXT for two months before they, boom, you go on to SmackDown. Say it to me, What the Send it with your group for a day, and then they fire. And so, now, of course, the group acts like she never existed. She never existed. B Fab was a fever dream. I feel sorry for people like that. Jesse Camilla, Zeta Ramirez, Trey Baxter. Yeah, most of these are a performance center. Katrina Cortez, Jeet Rama, Grand Metallic, and Lynn Donato. Oh. That don't surprise me because they were begging to get out of their oh, contracts yeah, the, for months. Your house party. Yeah, well, they're taking that party somewhere else. Then you tell Harry Smith, Davy Boy's son, not to sign with New Japan because we got plans for you. He doesn't sign with New Japan, signs with WWE, does a dark match, and now he's fired. And he's been with them before. Before so he, he should not, know what he happened. should know better. But then again, there's also people who should have known better to come back and went back. But some of it did it for family. And, 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 exactly. And then you still got Davey Boy's son. You figured he would listen, listen to what his dad went through. You know, stupid. Mia Yim, great talent. Why did you have to put a mask under her? Why couldn't she wrestle as uh what was Jade? Anytime impact is more she, fucking she, character she, development there. Yeah, she was better as Jade than she was as Mia Yim. That's sad. That's sad. Eve Marie. Although although <laughs> although she was Jade, but yet she always wore blue. Blue. Well, but, but speaking of hair color, Eve Marie. This chick came in, did nothing, stunk up the joint, got yes, let go. Uh, yep. Then got brought back bigger and better to then come in, do nothing, stink up the joint, and get let go. In that one. But but then bring up somebody who is way better than her. And treat her like a clown. Treat her like a clown. Yeah, it gets her on the main roster, but Lately, that's not a good thing. You can't tell me Dewdrop ain't there just to make things laugh. No, that, that's pretty much all it is. And the sad part is, everybody I just named so far are only there for a audience of one. If Vince don't like you, that's all that matters. If Vince don't like you, you're done. Then we got, in rapid succession, Ember Moon. Super talented. Super talented. NXT champion. Did great. Went to management roster. NXT women's yeah. tag team champion. Sucked. Sent back to NXT. Like you said, became a women's tag team champion. And fire. We already talked about Karen Cross. And then the top of the list, Keith Lee. How do you fuck that up? <laughs> well, one, you fucked it up by now calling him Bearcat. Yeah, which was not Keith Lee's idea. No. And, and then you, you debut him with that, and then... Sorry. I'm a, I'm a wrestling promoter, and I don't know who this guy is. Because, he, because he's a problem? No. I don't I don't know who Keith Lee is. I'm a wrestling promoter looking for wrestlers that's going to sell tickets. And the person says to me, why don't you check out Keith Lee? And my answer is, what does he do? And that person's answer is, what well, can't he do? Well, uh, what, what can he do? Uh, well, he's about... Six, 
six three six four six four three hundred pounds doing moonsaults. He can do moonsaults, uh, dive out of the ring. ring. But yet he's also a powerhouse, and he can wrestle, wrestle. And he has personality. And to make matters worse, somebody that big never gets injured, never hurts anybody. So he got fired for being himself and catching COVID back in the era when COVID didn't exist. So. That's the whole list. And that's a whole lot of lists. Oh, no, that's not the whole oh, list. Oh, there's more? Yes, you forgot. Remember when you said Kona Reeves? Oh, yeah. Is safe because he's Rock's cousin? Oh, yeah. What about other Rock's other cousin? She's not on the list. Nia Jax. Nia Jax. The chick who didn't want to fucking take a fucking COVID test. Well, there you have it. <laughs> that's the whole list. And, you know, and with Nia Jax, it ain't... Why did they let her go? Is what took you so long? People are like, you should have got rid of her a long time ago. I don't want nobody to lose a job, but damn, she was putting people in the hospital. Oh, but and that being said, if it wasn't for Nia Jax, we wouldn't have the man now, would we? Oh, and we're not even gonna list all of these. This is too many to list. But that's just WWE. Oh yeah, we ain't talking about Ring of Honor. We basically, and like I said, we're not even gonna listen because we have to list the whole company. So that's what you need to say. As of the end of this year, in December, Ring of Honor is no longer gonna be a company, and all the wrestlers in Ring of Honor has been released of their contract. So, as bad as it has been with WWE. They at least still retain some wrestlers or sports entertainers. Whereas Ring of Honor just you're y'all y'all releasing your contract. We don't know for for an indefinite amount of time. Yeah, we're, we're, we're just going to be we're paying you to April and that's close. it. And now they're going to be an indie group where basically they just sign people to short term matches and that's it. And while at, while. That is, and again, I would like to see everybody have a job, but everybody can't go to AEW. No, there's too many people there now, technically. And right now, as stated by the long list that we read, going to WWE doesn't really seem viable because you go there because they would, they want you to follow the contract by the letter. But they don't respect that contract that Either. he make you. And everybody in Ring of Honor couldn't make it in because they're all they don't fit this criteria now of age and height and weight and whatever. They just don't. It's sad, but you're, you're at you're you're at and you always have been at the whim of a crazy old man who's been out of touch. 30 years for 30 years. Anytime you now, the new thing in WWE is a battle of Roman Reigns, the king of Samoa, or whatever he is, the head of the table, and King Woods, the king of the ring. And they're not fighting for titles, they're fighting over who's going to bend the knee. And I'm like, okay. Somebody just tell Vince McMahon about Game of Thrones because that show has been off the air for the last three years. And uh, and, and, and people uh, fell out with it for the last season. So. <laughs> so yeah, that is not a good thing. Oh, so yeah. But 
Yeah, so hopefully Tony Khan cannot hire everybody. Yeah, I mean, yes, they have a two-hour show on Wednesday, a one-hour show on Friday, and two internet shows. Oh, to YouTube shows. No, you can't hire The anybody. only way that would work is if Tony Khan ponies up to $7 million. That is that Ring of Honor owns. Yep. Buys Ring of Honor. Buys, buys the talent. The ta- buy the tape library. Buy the tape library that has to come with it. Yep. That way they can put the tape library on HBO Plus because that's Time Warner. It's owned. Time, you know, with yep. uh, AT&T. And... The only, like I said, they can. You can't put that show on TBS. You can't put it on TNT to make it a separate entity. You would put that on another, you know, another Time Warner, like channel, Time Warner channel, which is uh, what is that? Re- Real TV? Yeah, is it called? True TV. True TV. TV uh, put it on True TV. It sells itself for an hour. Give it an hour show, and let Ring of Honor be a separate entity run by somebody else. Run by run by anybody but whoever was running it before. And if that happened, like you say, because like I keep stating, right now, the WWE does not seem like a viable option for pe- that people shouldn't go to. I mean, if they see all the talent has been released and the, the talented talent, uh, right now, the, the, the company that will not die Impact is now. I'm, I'm saying that's a more option. Go to Impact, yep. or if if they can afford it, New Japan. Yeah, and New Japan ain't taking them because still because COVID. Of, yeah, you know. the COVID. So it just wow. You went from one week Ring of Honor just said fuck it, we're done, and then the next week Vince McMahon Day, yeah, hold my beer. <laughs> Gonna get rid of some top stars. We're gonna get rid of some top stars. But if you still, but still, for sure, numbers, you can't top Ring of Honor. Right. Ring of Honor is a whole. It's again, but if you if you add up, I'm gonna say WWE, that's a whole roster. Too. That's a whole roster. But there's was all right. Some here, some here, some here, some here. Over throughout a whole year, where Ring of Honor was pretty much just like oh, yeah, oh by the way, yeah, oh Why? by the way, everybody, yeah, yeah. Good thank luck you. on your future. Yeah, yeah, thank you for your service. But one, I tell you, one company that's still keeping it going, and that's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. How you like that for second? Yeah, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going strong. Why? Why? Because you got one guy who's in touch with his talent. He's in touch with the the, the internet uh, intellectual properties that this talent is going to perform on. And he's in touch with having his shit connect and be in something called continuity. Even with COVID putting the monkey in the wrench, he still somehow figured out how to make all that shit work. And that's amazing. So, give us a lowdown on the Eternals. Uh, Eternals, as we state, Marvel's newest film, which was just released November 5th of this year directed by Clozell Academy Award winning poster yeah based on Eternals by Jack Kirby and of course produced by Kevin Feige and then you got starring Gemma Chan Richard Madden Camille Nanjiani Liam McHugh Brian Tyree Henry Lauren Ridolph Brian Cohagen, Don Lee, 
Kit Harrington, Selma Hayek, Angelina Jolie, and Harish Patel. Now, right now, um, Jimmy Chan is one of the one of like two that has played double roles in the MCU universe. Because she was also Minerva. Uh, yeah, another Greek name for a Greek hero. Goddess. And Minerva was Athena in uh, Roman Greek mythology. So, kind of funny. But I know that um, when they did Captain Marvel and Kevin Feige met with Gemma Chang and he said that he liked her acting so much he felt bad that he didn't give her a big enough role. He says, but I'm going to put you in the next movie. And, I didn't, and she didn't take it seriously until uh, Chloe Zhao, who, who wrote the treatment for The Eternals, and what a great job she did because anybody who didn't see The Eternals would just say, okay, this is crazy and wild and different. But you don't realize how different it is from the comic book because the comic book was crazier than that. And she and the comic book never made sense. She made something nonsensical in the Marvel universe kind of make sense. And then when you say, "Well, we're, you know," the, even questions like, "Where were they at during the whole Thanos Infinity saga?" They explain all that. Yeah. They explain why they're there, what they're there to do, and why they do it. And uh, I just thought it was. First of all, it's one of the first movies they ever did. Uh, not the first, but the one they used a lot of real location shots. Yeah. I think Thor used a lot of real location shots when, you know, the first Thor movie. Not not too many sets except when they're in Asgard. When they're on Earth, they filmed that. They built that whole city and shit in Arizona or whatever the fuck it was at. But I just thought the movie myself, it was... You definitely needed to see that on the big screen because it was filmed like a John Ford picture with a lot of fucking backgrounds, a lot of, you know, majesty. That's what they call it. They have a lot of majesty and grandeur when you see that type of show. And the fact that you had a multi-ethnic group of people and they all spoke with their own natural accents that showed that they lived amongst the people who they were there to protect. They didn't stay together as a group. You know, some people stayed in, in, in South America. Some people stayed in, in other parts of the world. And it made sense sometimes that their accents... And even if they didn't do that on purpose, it just came off better. I didn't want to see uh, Kit Harrington speak with an American accent. I didn't want to see Richard Madden speak with an American accent. Because he kept... His accent got fixed. Yeah. Then Druig, I didn't know what the hell he was saying sometimes. He had such a hard Scottish accent, but it worked. Yeah. Yeah, but a lot of it, a lot of us filmed well, you had some of it filmed in Spain, Canary Islands, a lot of it was filmed in the UK and including Pinewood Studios and you got California. So all over a lot of it is all over in the UK. Piccadilly Circus, so on and so forth. And and I I like the changes where in the comics the Eternals were humans primitive humans that turned into superhumans because of the Celestials and that the first attempt were the Deviants and then they turned out to be like monsters humans but then humans didn't get nothing 
but some humans gain like a gene where some of them will have the uh, potential to gain powers, like an X gene, if you will. But I believe Jack Kirby was smoking some of the greatest weed in the world when he made this show, but then when they took it and revamped it and changed the story around where it made sense within the new Marvel Universe, cinematic universe, where, you know, the expl- it, it gives you the explanations of why would you say you made the Eternals on Earth to protect the Earth, you know, when it makes more sense to say they were synthetic beings, almost uh, like, like division, synthetic humanoids that were reprogrammed and programmed, because they don't, that's the smart move they put was the fact that they lost their memory. That way, you can always say that, oh, when they, the, the job is done, the Eternals will come back, they'll be plugged into the World Forge, they called it, and have their memories wiped, and then they'll go fresh and go to another planet. So all that made sense. Yeah, and uh, like I, how, how we said it, they were named after like uh, mythological beings. I mean, you had Athena, Icarus, Circe, Macari, Thassos, which were roughly based off of uh, Athena, Icarus, Circe, spelled differently, right. Mercury, and Hephaestus. I think even Gilgamesh was spelled different. And then it was like the legend of Gilgamesh, who was like, in reality, real world, the world's first superhero. It was the first story ever written that was committed to fucking tablet. Predates any known literature, any known religion. The, the, the story of Gilgamesh predates all that. So every story you heard from Samson, Adam, Hercules, fill in the blank here, whatever pantheon that you follow, you can't have that without the story of Gilgamesh. His birth, his his reign, his life, fight monsters, all that shit came from that story. And he's the original first superhero. And it's just such a good deal where like we said before, is they could have easily hired some jacked up bodybuilder to play Gilgamesh. I thought it was a smart move to hire a big bulky Chinese boxer, Donnelly. And with he was basically their version of a Hulk. Yeah. And, I, and the way that they used a lot of the Kirby style animation with the Kirby circles and the dots, where if he wanted to punch you, his fist would, would expand, like a, the geometric version of his fist would expand. Uh, little things like that. The visuals in this movie were mind bending. I loved them. I liked, like, whenever Sprite did something, her fingertips had little circles on them. Yeah. She would always do that. We're at a point where you didn't even notice she's doing it, and she's doing it like underneath the screen when she's casting illusions and shit. I thought that was great. I like the fact of her story. Like in the comics, she really Sprite didn't have a really big story. Yeah, it was like no story arc or anything. And, 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 and believe it or not, none of the fucking this movie gave you more story arcs for these characters than the comic books did. But also at the same time, if you notice with me reading off some of the names and everything, Sprite wasn't really even. Right. Because, again, in the comics, Sprite wasn't that important. important. Wasn't that important. And Sprite, and they, like we said far earlier also before we went on, that they changed our sexes. Because you actually, when I was going to bring that, when you said they uh, bent some things, I said, like, well, yeah, they also gender bent some of the characters. Yeah, which some people got bent out of shape right. about fucking get over it. Yeah. Don't, don't it. 
me. Matter of fact, at me. <laughs> I don't care. But, um, because I wanted, uh, because also with one of the ginger big characters, uh, McCarty. McCarty used to be a guy. And then in this one, she was a female, but not only that, she was played by an actual deaf actress. And she's black. Lauren Ridolf, who's the first deaf MCU superhero. And first yes, deaf black superhero. Female. She's, got, oh, she's just checking them yeah. off the board. First black female deaf and Then you got Brian Tyree Henry, first black gay Marvel superhero. Yeah. Whose husband was... Middle Eastern. Because you might as well just kick the fucking gorilla in the corner or the elephant in the room. You got all the Middle Eastern countries not wanting to air this because, okay, they, they ain't down with the gay thing. But God damn it, why is he kissing them black? That's the bad part. I was like, really? Then you got China who's not going to air this movie because Chloe Zhao is, is incommunicado with China. When she won the Academy Award, and, and she mentioned how China was treating Taiwan and all that stuff, and Hong Kong and all that bullshit. And the best thing about all that bullshit, Kevin Foggy says, "Who cares? I'm making this movie, and people are either going to see it or not going to see it." So when people who are like on the fence with this stuff, you're missing out. You're missing out. If, 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 I, if this movie's not made to make you agree with their quote-unquote gay agenda. It's not made for you to agree with Chloe Zhao's views on fucking uh, uh, Hong Kong. It's made for you to watch an entertaining Marvel movie that's two and a half hours long and have to incorporate ten main characters at the same time. Yes, uh, and basically before the movie even came out, People photobombed it, giving it negative reviews just because of some of the stuff that they heard about. Yeah. So you're basically going to give a movie a negative review for something that you never even that seen, you never just reviewed. because, just because uh, a fake character, just because a fake character is another fake character, and you're offended by that. How safe fucking space do you need to be? <laughs> That you getting bent out of shape about something again that's fictional and does and shouldn't affect you personally or your and, views. Unless Brian Tyree Henry, or I right now I can't remember the actor's name, I have to look it up later. Unless either one of those is walking up and kissing you on the lips, it shouldn't bother you. Right, it ain't evading your space, and it ain't it ain't. Well, it's the children. It's the children. No, and if you want to say it's the children, you know that then you should let them see it. Because then you're watching a show that is so inclusive that you can't hide it anymore from the children. Oh, and, well, if it's for the children, then, hmm, the kid who was there as their kid right. had was, no problem with it. And he was a children. Yeah, and he was a children, <laughs> and he had to act with them. And, 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 you know, he had to have, you know... Angelina, you, you got all these top notch actors. Now Angelina Jolie, Selma Hayek, like you were saying, all these people are top notch actors. And 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 hey, like I said, I Eternals was one of the first movies where I knew very little. I mean, pretty much this is one. This is the twenty sixth Marvel right. cinematic movie to come out. All the other twenty five, I at least knew, knew something about something it. Something about them. All I knew about this 
was I knew about Cersei, I knew about Icarus, I knew about Macari. Partially because of one of the Marvel games that I play introduced right, them right. into the games. But um, I'm not giving them the full things, but just as a real quick, as one thing I, 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 I watched, they say, I love a good roll call, so at least I know who we're talking about. I'm just going to name the names and the quick summoner. Gemma Chan, she played Cersei. Basically, she was, uh, she had a uh, chance mutation. Yeah, right, matter manipulation. Uh, then you had Richard Madden, who was Icarus. Superman. Sick Superman. You had Kamel Nanjiani, who was King, uh, Kingo, which he went on the Marvel diet. Right. <laughs> I mean, because if you think of, like, when Chris Pratt first was first there. Right. He was the pudgy guy from... Shit, we need to join the Marvel Dodge. Shit. Yeah, he was the pudgy guy. Hey, I'm pudgy too. But he was the pudgy guy. Was uh, one of the, was it Parks and Rec? I think. Yeah. And now he went and got ripped. Kamal Nanjiani was the somewhat pudgy guy. Yeah, the schluppy stand-up comedian. Stand-up comedian. He got ripped. Uh, but anyway, he was Kingo, and he basically projected any folk, uh, constant energy projectiles from his hands. You had a... Uh, Leah McHugh, Sprite, who basically she could do lifelike illusions. I mean, if if you have seen Marvel's Loki, think of the old school Loki who can make all those grand illusions. But she uh she was a bit of somewhat a to, bit of a tortured soul because she was eternally I love I love that part. she was eternally twelve years old and she couldn't really live the life that she wanted because. She, she would always be 12. That was, that was one of my favorite parts that, not just the, the life she wanted, for millions of years, yeah. she was in love with Icarus, Icarus and could never say it because he looked at her as a child. Yeah. And she kept saying, why did the Celestials make me like this? And they didn't have an answer. Yeah. And I like the fact there was no answer. Then you had uh, Brian Tyree Henry, Fessos, he's basically their... The builder. The builder. Technology in the rear. Uh... Yeah, Laura Rudolph is Macari, uh, faster than Flash. Put it that way. I was amazed. I'm like, how how can they make Super Speed look different? And they pulled it off. Yeah. Uh, Barry. Um, I might be saying this wrong because he's he's, he's definitely not. But it looks like Brian uh, Barry Colegan. Yeah. He was Druid, basically. Mind manipulation. The, the moody mind manipulator. He was the original fucking. You know. What do they call that shit? The kids just the goth kid. Yeah, definitely. But in the comics, Druid was the villain. And yeah. they changed it. They kind of made you think he was the villain. Mm-hmm. It turned out that he wasn't. That Icarus. Hate to give away. Spoilers. Yeah, Icarus yeah. is an ass. <laughs> but, but then again, those always tend to be the the, the, the ass. Because if you, I mean, going off of other shows, uh, Omni-Man. Right, right. And then you got um, I'm blanking on his name right now. The voice. Um, oh, oh, the, oh, 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 the guy's red, white, and blue. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 What was his name? We'll come up with it in a second. But yeah, you you'll hear me shout. Oh yeah, him. But um, then you had a uh, Don Lee who was Gil- Gilgamesh, basically. The muscles. Of the muscle. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Harris Patel, which was comedy relief. Right, Alfred. Kingle's manager. You know, the Alfred. 
uh, Kit Harrington, who is Dane Whitman, who right now all we knew him as is a. Uh, he was he was the lowest lane. Yeah, he was he, basically. Yeah, this basically, movie did not have a, a woman in waiting. It had a man in yeah, waiting. Man, well, he, yeah, and a man who lane. needed to be saved. But also at the same time, now that you bring up lowest lane, yeah, the uh, DC universe exists exists in the Marvel in the Marvel universe. universe because they brought up oh he must be your Alfred and then they said oh oh yeah I know him he's Superman. Mm-hmm. Shall I call you Clark Kent? I don't wear a cape. No, his name is Ike. But uh, it's yeah. just funny that the fact that I thought back when I'm, you know, after seeing the movie, I was like, there was no woman to me that needed rescue. Kit Harrington's character needed rescue the, twice. He was the lady that he was the lowest link. The, the the closest that came to a woman being saved was talking a woman down from killing everybody. Mm-hmm. she and I was a member of the team. Yeah, she was gonna wipe out everybody. And then um, so Kit Harrington, who was Dane Whitman. His family history is complicated. Yeah. We will see more of him later. He was uh, aligned with Cersei. Yeah, Sam Hayek is Ajax, who's basically the the leader. The leader. Boy, it, sucks being the leader. Even though technically in the comics Ajax wasn't the leader, it was. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Zuras. Yeah, but they. Thena's dad. Yeah. But he, they thought his name sounded too much like Zeus. Well, because Zeus is going to be in, yeah, Thor: Love and Thunder. And I like, I like what they did. I like the changes. And then you had uh, Angelina Jolie as Thena, and basically the warrior. The warrior. And then of course you had uh, the Deviant, who was done by Bill Skarsgård. Son of Son of uh, Doctor Selvig. Doctor Selvig. <laughs> yeah, and then there's uh, the host of other. But that just pretty much the main people. And then, oh well, it's a Marvel movie. You know, there's always going to be cut scenes. Mm-hmm. So some of you probably don't even notice this. So, eh, I thought I mean anyway. You had Eros slash Star Fox at the end, who's brother of Thanos. Brother. That was played by Harry Styles, and then from his, One Direction. I just learned. Uh, you know more than I did. Yeah, a British boy band. And then, of course, his assistant, Pit the Troll, which was voiced by Patton Oswalt. So he's the new Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, the pretty much played out. Like, so that was a good middle. That was the middle uh, stinger at the end, where the surviving Eternals, because people die in this movie when people keep saying oh. Marvel characters never die. They people have no die stakes. in this movie. There's no stakes. Oh, oh there's no. stakes. Yeah. And these are stakes, in, as they say, in cosmic proportions, because the rest of the superheroes of Earth don't know what's coming. Because Arishim, the, the head celestial, if he ju- he's called the judge for a reason. If he judges that humanity shouldn't be allowed to exist, he's coming back to destroy the Earth. And now you got some Eternals who pass away, see the movie. Other Eternals who are dropped flying in space, looking for their fellow Eternals to team up with to stop Arishim the Judge. And that's what that whole little down is. Then the last stinger, where Kit Harrington went to make up with his uncle, 
and when he talked about his weird family heritage, he found the sister sword to Excalibur. So also the Marvel Universe is not only telling you that the DC Universe exists in a certain way, that King Arthur in the Round Table is real. Yeah. Why would Makari have Excalibur hanging around in her in her room, just collecting dust? And why would they mention that Thena and King Arthur had a flame? And now you got the sister sword that fell into the lap of Dane Whitman, Ebony. the Ebony Blade that that was talking to him. And I think those voices were all the voices of the souls of the people that that blade is killed. killed. And he's trying to touch it, and it's kind of moving like a Venom symbiote. Because in the comic books, the Ebony Blade is made by the same material of the Venom symbiote. Yeah. And then of course there's a uh, whoops, there's a voice. <laughs> That stops that Kit Harrington from picking up the sword. Picking up the bait, and then it ends from there. I don't want to even give that away either. No. Watch the movie. But also at the same time, if you actually pay attention, this movie was PG-13, which usually and it was a harsher movie than that. It, I would think. No, but I'm saying they're usually PG. Yeah. So for PG-13, I'm guessing it's for the ex, the uh, I guess the little bit more violence than you usually got. People dying. The sex scene and probably the interracial relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's you got the, the uh, same-sex interracial relationship. Like you said, the, the, the violence was up. Deaths. A lot more. Like It wasn't just like robots dying or aliens who all died like in the Avengers. These were regular you no, know, these were the heroes. The heroes who died in... Uh, like, again, like you said, and all the all the uh, the above. I thought the movie was way harder. I real I didn't realize it was PG thirteen. I was just like, damn, Marvel's taking it to the edge here. So if they can do that and take it to the edge, which is another name for something that someone holds with a stick, I can imagine how that movie with some with a stick, where everybody was saying you can't make that movie now because the original version of the guy holding something sharp with a stick was rated R. Marvel is proving they can still do that and dance that fine line on the razor's edge of something on a stick. Can't wait to see that now because that just I'm driving home and I'm like geeking out and the wife's like what are you talking about? I'm like you didn't hear that voice? I'm like yeah but who was it? I said I'm thinking it's this guy and then when I came home and I looked it up it was Chloe Zhao even says who it is I'm not going to say who it is, because I, I want you to see the movie. But Chloe Zhao says exactly who it is, and that uh, Kit Harrington didn't know who he was acting against, because it was just a uh, production assistant reading off that line. He didn't know who was he was talking to until two weeks ago, when the movie came out, when they were doing press. So that's kind of cool work. Just when you think everybody knows everything, not even the actors know there's that. Yeah, but, um... Oh, yeah. And it's... It's the first MCU film since 2008's Incredible Hulk to refuse to, to receive the PG-13 rating. Incredible Hulk was PG-13? What? Destroying Harlem? So, or having Ed Norton act a fucking fool? But, yeah, so if you think about that, that's what... 13 years 
also at the same time, what's that? Twenty-four movies. Because Hulk, Hulk was what? But I, I'm sitting there trying to think. What was so yes. thirteen about the Hulk? Incredible Hulk. I mean, you heard like you heard Rocket calling people douchebags. All right, douchebags, dickheads, assholes. They these all these words slipped into Guardians of the Galaxy. Fucking Batista's character. Remember? How could he have? How could he be your father? If he has sex with your mother. His penis would kill him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, does he have a penis? Yes, I have a penis, and it's pretty nice. <laughs> but no one thinks of that shit as PG thirteen. Okay. All right, I'll take that. So now I'm just waiting to see. Again, you know you got a good Marvel film on your hands for me. We judge it by. Would I buy that? Oh yeah, yes I, I would. I can't wait to it. <laughs> yes, I even if I got the damn app, that I would say, still buy. It. I have Disney Plus. I will, I will still it. watch it. I will have it until the, the app goes away. But yeah, the, yep. the only thing now is I won't have to buy the one with the digital copy. Right? Because you got yeah. Because I I usually always buy. But yeah, no. Hey, you got the two things. It makes you go. What is the? Uh, would you buy it? And it, and it goes hand in hand with this next question. Rewatchability, which it has a ton of that. I'm ready to go to the movies and see it again, just so I can soak it in. But also, they being that they brought it up, because now you know Marvel never brings in that says a buzzword or a buzz name, and it means nothing. So the whole deviant thing is well, we've met a deviant before. JC tried to end half the world. Well, yeah, te- it, well it, technically he ended half of the and, universe and, and saved the universe at the same time. But what well, he would have saved it. until they snapped it again. Because remember, the whole deal is it, the planet need to have X amount of people well, for this creature to be born. Since Thanos snapped and half went away. Then it didn't there was have, a, it didn't have enough power to hatch the egg. So watch the movie, you'll figure it out. Yeah, but um, anyway, Thanos was born half. He's half deviant, deviant. which makes so, him his second cousin. Yeah, but also deviant is I'm guessing like a genetic mutation, and I guess we'll leave it there. Also, I think Arishim is lying. You mean an all-powerful God will lie to you? He is lying. I personally don't think... When he says they're all robots, I'm not buying that. Because then you go, well, how did... Hold up. They're they're a robot, but they can have sex with a human and have a baby. How's that work? But also, at the same time, unless it was because if she said that she had part of the energy from an eternal sheep transmuted sprite into a human... Yeah. But, but now I gotta go to school. Right, and none of but I think all the stuff was a lie because I think Icarus was not a villain for villain's sake. Because Marvel never has villains for villain's sakes for the most part. Homelander. That's his name. <laughs> I told Big you, Cat. I told you I yelled yep. it out. From the boys. I think uh I look at I look at Icarus as a religious a religious zealot. Yeah. And he felt so because he felt so when he figured out the master plan, he felt so bad that he left a woman that he loved for over a couple million years and left her cold, never told her. 
because he just couldn't live with himself because he knows that this thing has to happen, according to God. Now, and, and it's almost to the point where, like, Ajax, she was, she basically was a believer too. Until she but, met the people. <clears throat> but yeah, it's more or less, of she went from being the religious zealot to being more on Cersei's way of thinking. She yeah. started to love the people. Yeah, she, she went to live amongst the people. Then she fell in love with the people. Cersei, yeah. when she first seen that family, was like, it's beautiful. I love it. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, what are you talking about? We ain't done that It's a dirt ball. It's a dirt ball. These people don't know nothing. But again, definitely, we got to definitely take time. We got to take a pill. Go out there and see this again. It movie, it's a, one of those movies that so much happens, no matter, even with the length of time. This is one of Marvel's longest films. It's one of Marvel's longest films, and it was one of Marvel's best films, in my opinion. I loved it. So, and well, and not only me and you liked it, but somebody else who I didn't really care to comment, she loved it just as well. Okay, of course she liked it. We even talked about the whole ride home. I, know you <laughs> I think I know it. That would be me. Oh God, you ruined the show. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta edit that part out. See, it sucks being the lead guy. Remember? And I'll never hear this anyway. Right? But um, <laughs> so that is our takes on the wrestling exodus. Yeah, the, almost the ex- exodus of Earth. The exodus of uh, seems like half of the wrestling population, population right now, and almost all the, the population ex- of Earth. Yeah, the exodus. Although the one thing that it sort of did remind me of when you saw like the hand coming up, or whatever, I thought of um. Cabin in the Woods. Yes. Because remember when, when the, the Elder God came out of ground? Yeah. yeah. That, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised she stole that because she said blatantly, she says, I watched Man of Steel and I thought, in her opinion, she thought that was the best Superman movie ever made. And when you watched Icarus, she went, that's Man of Steel. Yeah. And she didn't hide that. She part, said that's where she took it from. She I, liked Zack Snyder's Man of Steel. I would say part Man of Steel, part Brightburn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely <laughs> right. You're absolutely right. Well, that's our take on it. Let us know your Let take us know on your it. take on it. Check us out, same black time, same black channel, Blackness Podcast. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, and all the other places you do your Instagram, social media, Twitter, and shoot us an email at blacknessapodcast at gmail dot com. We'll see you when we see you. Fade to black. I got a